What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pest Control Internet Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Patel, CEO of K3 Marketing, a Google premier partner where we have been perfecting the art of pest control internet marketing since 2005. As always, I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Getting a lot of messages, a lot of emails, appreciating the show. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys are learning a lot. I hope business is going well. All right. It is October and the seasons are changing. You know, it's getting colder. And depending on what part of the country you're in, this obviously affects you a lot. And, you know, a lot of my clients actually are pest control and wildlife control. So they're easily able to simply, you know, boost up their wildlife uh, division. But no matter where you are in the country, I hope business is going well. If it slows down, then, you know, do use your marketing, marketing dollars wisely during this, this cold season. All right. By popular demand, we're going to talk more this month about search terms. I got a lot of messages from you guys mentioning that, you know, this has kind of really been a bummer. You know, you can't really see where a lot of your money is going and things like that. So we're about a month in, maybe more of a, like a month and a half in from the official announcement. And there've been some creative ways you can go around I guess this change and try to make sure that you have enough data to build your negative keyword list and, and, and try different strategies and things like that. So I've been experimenting with a few and I want to go ahead and, and share with you guys what I've learned and what kind of works and what doesn't and things like that. All right. So as a quick refresher, Google announced, I think it was early September that they're going to be limiting the number of search terms that you can be that you can view on your account. So I forgot what the numbers were last month, but I think it's around, if you got 100 clicks, you only see you know, 60% of that typically. The other 40%, Google thinks that you, know, you don't need to see it because it wasn't high volume. But the fact of the matter is, fact of the matter is, is that typically it's their bad search terms that you paid for that you want to be able to build a negative keyword list towards so you can essentially not lose money on those keywords again. But then again, businesses, uh, Google is in the business of pay-per-click. So naturally, you know, I think this is by design, unfortunately. So this is the issue that's happening. And last month I mentioned a couple of, a couple of workarounds. Um, you know, essentially one was to really start thinking outside the box and start searching more, you know, put yourself in the shoes of a customer or a potential customer and see what comes up and look at those Google suggest and add those as negative keywords. Synonyms are huge, right? So if you find a negative keyword, find synonyms of that, go open the thesaurus and, and just add them all in. And then also we talked about close variants, right? Google's sort of laxed on what they deem as close variant and that sort of hurts everything as well. So. Understanding 
what the changes are and trying to adapt and using some of the strategies that I've mentioned can take you so far. But I have researched and found a couple of good solutions. Okay. So I hope you guys are ready. Definitely take some notes if this is something that's affecting you. All right. So what else could you be doing? The first thing is Microsoft ads, formerly Bing. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. Microsoft ads, Microsoft Bing is peanuts compared to Google. And I agree. Okay. I personally believe that Microsoft ads is a great add-on to Google ads. And I think I may have mentioned it before in one of my earlier podcasts. We'll probably do an episode about it in the future. But essentially, you can import directly from Google ads into Microsoft ads. There's literally a button to import. There's a little bit of technical things involved as well in terms of lining everything up. But for the most part, you can simply import it in. It's great. You can even schedule an import. And that's nice. That's nice because, you know, you don't have to build the program again. And if you simply just import it into Bing or now Microsoft Ads, you know, you can keep a low budget or, or, or keep your eye on everything and, and let it run. And that's a nice additional source, lead source for you guys. I don't think it would really add a whole number in terms of quantity, typically. But the quality is usually pretty good. You know, I usually find that the older generation is on Microsoft versus versus Google. But either way, definitely put Bing on if you haven't. Now, I don't say add Microsoft ads. I'm using those two words interchangeably. They're the same, obviously. Um, just by habit, you know, they've been Bing for so many years. So I tend to forget that they're actually now Microsoft ads. But essentially, I don't I don't claim that Microsoft ads will replace Google ads. I believe that you can get great search terms data from Microsoft ads. So that's where the, the secret sort of lies in this case, at least, is look at your search terms in, in Microsoft ads as well and get that same negative keyword list and pop it into Google. Remember, the import is from Google to Bing. So if you add it into Bing, it won't you know, be imported automatically into Google. So yeah, and then obviously do the synonyms and things like that. But that's a great that's a great tip essentially because I've been able to add, you know, about seven or eight different search negative keywords that were bad search terms from Microsoft into Google. So definitely turn on Microsoft ads and and look at the search terms and import them into Bing. I'm sorry, into Google. All right, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is actually better, much better, and it involves Google Analytics, okay? Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of Google Analytics because the data that I need to see as a Google Ads manager is already in Google Ads. However, if you're looking at an overall holistic approach, you're doing SEO, Google Analytics is essential. Believe it or not, when you link Google Ads with Google Analytics, you can see all of the search term data. Now, you have to do a little bit of digging, and obviously you have to link them together, which is not hard to do. You know, a couple of Google searches, you guys can figure it out. But essentially, if you link Google Ads with Google Analytics and it pulls all the data, you can actually see all of your search terms. Now, I don't know if this is a fluke or if this is going to stay, but it's there, okay? So this is a great, great solution to the issue. So 
definitely take that step if you have the resources and the time to do that. All right, what else could we do? Um, here's a crazy suggestion is, um, you may know already that I prefer broad match modify as my keywords primarily. Um, try a campaign that uses strictly exact match. Now, the close variants are still kind of iffy there, so you still want a decent negative keyword list, but you'll be surprised that you, you know, you'll filter out a lot of bad search terms that way. So I've tried that approach. The quantity obviously goes down, but the quality stays pretty good. And you know, you see a better ROI. So switching your keywords from broad match or phrase match or broad match modify to exact match, which is the brackets. Okay, we've had an episode on this before in the past. Feel free to go back and check that one out if you haven't already. I think it was called keyword match types is the name of the episode. Anyways, switching over to exact match, that can also help as well. All right, and the last tip that I have for you guys is, it's not really a tip, it's more of a strategy change perhaps. And this is really out there because it really goes against everything that we've been learning so far, but to try smart campaigns, okay? So Google is really moving towards a direction where they really don't want you to have to think about anything. They say, okay, just pop in some information, give me your website, and we'll do the rest. We'll build your ads, we'll write everything, we'll do the keywords, you know, everything. I've experimented with this, and it's been, it's been a hit or miss. First of all, I should mention that you have to set up conversion tracking if you haven't already. And that's, that's crucial here. And maybe we'll have an episode on that in the future as well. But set up conversion tracking. Make sure Google knows you know, which clicks are turning into, into leads uh, or as they like to call it, conversions. And then you know, Google will take that data and just kind of manipulate the program to try to get more of those conversions, essentially is what it is. Now, in theory, it makes sense. But the fact that Google's taking away search terms, the, you know, the fact that you know, they have close variants and things like that, I'm skeptical on the quality of these clicks. However, when I tested it out, I did realize that the leads did come in, surprisingly. However, I found them to be a lot more expensive than at least our current program. So if you feel like your program is not up to par, if you haven't had enough data in terms of building a negative keyword list, you don't really know your search term information, well, how many clicks are turning in sales and things like that, try giving smart campaigns a shot. You know, maybe set it up, run it for a month, and then look at the data accordingly. So not to say it's going to work or, or it isn't going to work, but it's, it's, I think it's a case-by-case case basis. Personally, I don't use it all the time. However, I do find that it works for certain pests and certain critters that are high dollar value for my clients. I can run a smart campaign to ensure that they get the number of leads. Even though it's more expensive for those leads, they convert at a high rate and, you know, the average ticket... Uh, price is like, you know, a few thousand dollars. So they're willing to pay good money for those leads. So smart campaigns can work uh, in those cases. All right. That's all I have today. I hope this helped. I know a lot of you guys were asking about this. So I appreciate y'all's questions. I think every month now, I'll probably address a question or two from you guys that you guys have been submitting and things like that. So 
continue to submit, continue to watch. I appreciate you guys, all right? All right, and that is it. As always, I'm Andy Patel. This is PCIM Podcasts, and I will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.